I'm here with my dearest friends, Merv and Merla Watson, the wonderful people God used to help me in my early days as a Christian. I got saved in 1972 in Canada, in Toronto. We are actually in Vancouver now. And in Toronto, that was February the 14, 1972. And I met them that same Thursday. That was on a Monday. That Thursday, I came to the catacombs. And we've known each other ever since. This is the lady who wrote Jehovah Jireh. You, you all probably heard the song that we've sung and sung. This is Merla Watson right here. She's in her 80s. And Merv is in his 80s. And they have blessed the world. And I want to just let them say a few words. And then dear Merla is going to say, say a few words and play this violin. You've been playing your violin since you were a little girl. Since I was four years old. Four years old. And we're looking at the piano that she learned how to play piano when you were... Two years and nine months old. Two years and nine months old. <laughs> These people the Lord has used around the world to bless governments, to bless millions and multitudes. Merla has written over 600 songs. And I'm telling you, this is the first time I see him, by the way, in a long time. I think the last time we were to together, they lived in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Now they live in uh, British Columbia, Canada. So, my dear Mola, would you start with Jerusalem of Gold? I'll do that. On the violin. Yeah. That's a very famous song, by the way, that was mm -hmm. sung and became very popular during the 67 war in Israel. Mm -hmm. So, it's all yours, dear. Thank you.
imagine 3,000 or so young people every Thursday would meet at St. Paul's Cathedral in Toronto. I was one of those kids that got saved and we were introduced to, to the most amazing worship because of these two people here. And dear Merla wrote some amazing songs. I told you over 600. One of them we used to sing called Maranatha, Jesus is Coming. And, and I did not know till actually today that she wrote that song too. And I'd like you to talk to, you, uh, talk to us about this wonderful man on the piano. Yes, he's the best. And he is? Marcus Unger. And um, he can play classical music with the music right in front of him. He can play by ear. He is wonderful. It's just, it's great to play with him. Yes. The, these are the people that introduced me to Corrie ten Boom. Yes. We were in, in Europe, 1974. It was 74, I think. Summer of 74. And it was uh, 60-something young people. I was one of them. Mm -hmm. And we went to the cathedrals of Europe. Mm -hmm. And Merlin and Watson put together a group called Shekhinah, or as you say, Shekhinah. And the most beautiful music um, you could ever hear was played in those cathedrals and in Trafalgar Square in London. If I recall about, what is it, five, six thousand people came to that one. Seven thousand. Seven thousand. And Merv has been an amazing instrument of God for many, 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 many years. I'm going to do more with them so you'll, you'll get to know more. But listen, they're on YouTube. Now, people can find you oh, yes. by putting what? Just Merv and Merlo Watson? Yes. You know, okay. M-E-R-V, no E. Yeah. Merv, M-E-R-V, and Merla. They've been called, uh, people have confused their names with the... Oh, Marvin Myrtle. So you can you just look, look them up. Merv and Merla Watson. So if you ever sung Joe Vajara, this is the lady who wrote it. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, we, we were kind of uh, having a blessed time. We just had a wonderful time in a restaurant talking about those blessed days we've, we've known. Goodness gracious, I've known you for 50 years. Shh. Aye, aye. <laughs> That's a long time. I'm not that old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're in their mid-80s. Yep. Still going. And driving, he drives by themselves. We were, I, I'm thinking somebody's driving them today, and they were driving, and they were, I, I was saying, I wish Merv would slow down. <laughs> we're trying to follow them. No. And, and you know what? I pray, I said, Lord, when I'm his age, I pray I'll be driving like that. Amen. <laughs> it says 50, but I thought it said 61. I always make that mistake when I come to that corner. You're driving through lovely woods, lovely mountains. I mean, it's gorgeous. You know, their influence on the body of Christ needs to be talked about. Because not only did they touch my life, they've touched many lives like mine. Imagine, imagine, if it wasn't for them, I would have never heard Richard Rombrandt. You brought yeah. Richard Rombrandt from Romania. I think at that time he was... Just released, if I recall. And you can look up the name Richard Rombrandt. I will never forget the story he told, how he suffered 
in prison for the gospel and talked about a friend of his who was in Siberia. They put him in a, in a pit in Siberia. These days, I don't think I'll forget one moment of those years in the catacombs. I mean, I remember vividly Lorne Cunningham preaching okay. when the week I got saved, they, they, they had Lorne Cunningham. Lorne Cunningham started YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And I remember even his sermon. Can you, can you imagine? I can't even remember what I preached a year ago. And I remember Lorne Cunningham, what he preached 50 years ago, over 50 years ago, when God gave YWAM a ship and how he had a vision of the Lord and how the Lord was, you know, moving out and the ship was moving in and he was crying because he felt that the ship was becoming more important than the Lord. That was the most amazing moment, I think, of my early young Christian years. Mm -hmm. And then to have the, the greatest of the greats came to teach us the Bible. And uh, the, the worship, now listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something and I'm going to be real with you. The worship that we hear today is not worship. The worship I heard from them, that was real worship. The presence of God would move in such a way. Now imagine you got nearly 3,000 young people in a cathedral, Anglican cathedral called St. Paul's. It's still there on Bloor Street in Toronto. And the place would be packed Men of us sitting on the stairs, on the floor, worshiping the Lord with a pipe organ that you thought you were in heaven when that young man played it. I can't think of his name. Bill Foley. Pardon? Bill Foley. Bill Foley, yeah. And then the, the, the instruments they would have. We traveled throughout Europe with how many musicians did you have? Uh, 27. 27 musicians and then singers and other people, 60 something of us, 63. On, six, on a double decker bus. <laughs> and we went through England and then went Holland and then Switzerland. God touched me right before I began preaching at that hotel that belonged to YWAM in Lausanne. Oh, yeah. Remember when right. we stayed there? Yeah, right. For what, just a, what, a week or so, maybe longer? Yeah. And the Lord spoke to me then in, in my room that I would be preaching the gospel. And that's how it all began. So today, you know, we look back 48 years later of preaching the gospel. It began with them. This is, you know, it's, I'm, I'm amazed you're still even around. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd like you to get to know really more, but I think you sweet people can probably go on YouTube and look them up. Darling Mola, you mind playing Maranatha? No, not at all. And by the way, how did you write that? How did it come to you? Benny, one of the uh, horrible things of getting older is that your memory is a little weird. Well, not yours. So, though, oh, you? yes, yes. <laughs> Musically, I'm spot on when it comes to memory. But um, I really don't remember 
what happened, how I wrote that. But, I wish I have a gorgeous story for you, but I don't. I, listen, listen, I was in the home. I was the Well, home. let me throw this in. Go ahead, please. We had festivals every year called Maranatha Festivals. Right. Okay. And that, that used to fill that church at 3,600 seats. And so that came spontaneously when we were on stage. As we left singing, we sang that song. I never sang it before. But we sang it as we left the stage. We walked out out among this crowd and at the festival. And we would go out on the streets and witness. People would were 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 saved. Many people would get saved on the on the sidewalks. Listen, walk. They would walk by the the Saint Paul's Cathedral. Yeah. With a booming organ, with almost three thousand people singing, full blast, and they would come in. That would be their first mistake. The second one was to go out. Well, it's a second mistake. Because you don't leave a praise like that with that kind of invitation to talk to God and to praise His name. You don't leave that like that. You have to accept it. Exactly. So this was a powerful acceptance event every week, every Thursday for four years. Can you imagine I was in their home I was their Hebrew teacher. I was their first Hebrew yeah. teacher. And uh, then they moved to Israel later and lived there for quite a few years. And I remember when Merla wrote Jehovah Jireh. You were putting the music together. That's right. And I was in your home. That's yes. right. I wrote it for my kids. Something simple. And, and You wrote it for your children? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they, they sang the first premiere of that. <laughs> and now her son, Sean... Is a, a, a what is it like an opera? Oh sing- yeah, he's an oratorian opera singer for the past twenty-five years. Just... Ah, what a, what an amazing life they've lived. You mind playing Maranatha? You know, I want you to hear the melody. It's it's a he- heavenly capturing melody. It'll capture your heart. <laughs>
he is, he said modestly, you know. He is, listen, he is 88. No, no, 86. Oh, sorry, sorry, 86. Oh. I'm sorry, 86. <laughs> and he can sing like that? Yes. We had the most amazing lunch because a full restaurant and they sang the doxology before we ate. And the people in that restaurant got very quiet. Just just happened, not even an hour ago. You do that all the time. Mm. We try to. Yes. <laughs> I very, very much would like to talk to you just for a few minutes about your influence that people need to know about over Israel. Okay. They, they had, and you know, probably they can tell you more, but... They met with Menachem Begin, at that time the Prime Minister of Israel, who fell in love with him. And I, I, I think you played mm -hmm. in oh, front yeah. of him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, th what happened was this. Thirteen embassies left Jerusalem in 1980 because of oil pressure. So I said to Merlin, it's time we put in a Christian embassy, the only one in the world, in Jerusalem, approving Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, underlining it. So we did. We had, and then we started the Feast of Tabernacles before that actually, and that drew 400 people, second year 1,500, and at a high point of COVID, when the COVID was locked everything down, they said they had 80,000 people watching by Zoom on the Feast of Tabernacles. Now you need to know what they're talking about. The Feast of Tabernacles still happens every year in October in Jerusalem. They were, now you started it? That's or right. Or you were ones that began? No, we started it. We designed Now I did not know that part. Really? No, I did not know you began yeah. the Feast of Tabernacles. I, I oh yeah. Was, I planned it down in the basement of our house in Jerusalem amongst cockroaches and all kinds of, what are those, uh, the scorpions and stuff? and uh, a miserable desk and a typewriter that got stuck on the letter K, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I, knew, I knew you had you had a part to play with the Christian Embassy. Yes. I did not know about the Feast of yeah, Tabernacles. the Feast of Tabernacles, no. yes. Feast of Tabernacles, it ended up with 3,000 costumes, because every costume, did every different costume. Every and you night. did that? Yeah, yeah, she designed most of them. Oh yeah. my goodness. Plus we had an 80-piece orchestra and a 50-voice choir. She wrote all the music for that. And they're still happening. They're still oh yeah, yes. very much so. It's well, you were there last year. That's yes. right. Uh, this uh, back yes. October. Yeah, that's that right. Suzanne came and, and, you, yes. and you, she yes. saw you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's well, been a great time. We have a lot of videos. Maybe sometime on your open blind, we could send a video to you of the original one because we had Please. a huge crowd. Yes very special. Yeah. We're preparing a book of some kind or a documentary of our life. We've sung concerts in 41 countries and we sung it in nine different languages, phonetically some of them. Czech and French and Hebrew and Italian and Spanish and whatever. And we have had such a life that every time I think of sitting down and putting this whole thing together, mm. It becomes a series, basically, because of the number of things that happened. And we've had angelic appearances. We had Merla had the experiment, the, uh, the ex um, this phenomenal healing when a piano of that size fell on her hand. 
I saw, I saw the, the picture. Yeah. I want, I want to show you this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord, and the Lord healed her hand. That's right. In this is, this is her hand right there when the piano fell on her, on her hand. And and now look. This is. We make those books. We make them available wow. to you. I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is also that is so, and you know, I mean, it's not often I do this uh, on on our dailies, but. Here we are in the area. I said, no, I got to go see them. I haven't seen them for years and years. And and I'm finding out things today I did not know. <laughs> not only about the Feast of Tabernacles. I did not know she, she had written a, a song I loved, Awake of Israel, that I used to sing when I was young. And she wrote all those beautiful songs that have touched our lives. And the thing, the, the influence they've had over Israel and Israelis I will never forget, never forget, as long as I live in Holland, when after the concert, there were Jewish people there who came up to us crying. Mm -hmm. They were so moved because they had been persecuted, six million killed during the war, the second war. Mm -hmm. And, And you would, both of you would sing songs, some of them in Hebrew, but very Hebraic, uh, you know, sound. And those precious uh, Jewish people would come to the concerts. I don't think they even knew much about it. And God really touched them. That was the first time I saw, I think, Mm -hmm. Jewish people responding to the gospel was in those meetings in, 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 in Europe. And I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. And also, when you watch their their uh, YouTube channel, help them, support them, precious people. We uh, we are in a in in their little place here uh, in in Vancouver, and um, I, I I'm asking God to to uh, bless them through many of you because we need them. We need people like Mervyn Lola Watson today, who gave us so much not only gave Israel so much, but gave us so much. I mean, look what they've done in my life and other lives like mine. Uh, I, I, I would not, I, I would not have known. Do you remember when we went to Zeist, Holland? Yes. And we went to Kori Temboom yes. yes. and heard her preach. And she held the glove that Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That sermon of Kori Temboom, I would not have heard had it not been for them. And I've used that because the Lord really used that amazing message that I Mm -hmm. still vividly remember every word of it, how she took a glove and held it and she said, this is you. Then she held up her hand and she said, this is the Lord. And she began putting finger after finger and she said, you know, now you have put all five fingers in the glove so God can use you. Now you can play the piano. (coughs) And, And she went through all that. And my father passed away when he was 58 years old. It was a shock to our family. This is in 1982. Mm-hmm. He was 58. And I'm looking at the casket and the body of my dad, and suddenly I remember that message mm-hmm. of Corey. Yeah. And all I knew is I'm looking at a glove and I was set free. Yeah. It's like it released me where suddenly I'm not looking at my dad. I'm looking at the glove he lived in. Mm-hmm. I've shared that. 
and help people who were grieving for loved ones to tell them that beautiful sermon of Corrie ten Boom. And I remember people weeping. You, Marie, were with me in Dallas, Texas at yes. Daystar yes. when that lady who was driving us had lost her yes. mom or yes. dad or mom. someone, her mom. As I'm talking, that girl was crying, driving us to the airport as I shared how I heard Cody Tim Boom talk about the glove in the hand. And, you know, here they are. You know, God kind of puts people in our way that end us that end up affecting us mightily, not only by things we heard and songs we heard, but people we met through them. I mean, I can keep you here. I'm not kidding. I can keep you here for a year mm-hmm. talking about what Merv and Mola Watson have, have done that affected my life. These, these meetings in Canada, uh, they were like my lifeline to heaven. And it was through that I met young people. I was in church every night because of the catacombs. And we went, we had St. Matthew's on Friday and Saturday, Timothy class and, and all throughout the week, you know, church. And it, but, but the main meeting was Thursday night when thousands would gather from all over Canada. I think they came from all over Canada. And Mervyn Miller would lead in worship. And the second this sweet lady would take her violin and start playing it, the, the glory of God just hit. Mm-hmm. Merv had a guitar and he played the tambourine and every accordion and every... Mm-hmm. You played every instrument, I think, mm-hmm. there was. Well, I taught, as a band director, I taught all the instruments of a band. And there was flute, clarinets, saxophones, everything. And interesting enough, I have a recording in the back, which the very first music night that I had at this big collegiate of 1,600 students, we played Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, and these kids had never touched an instrument three years before that. So I must say, I did, must have done a fairly decent job as a band director, because that's not the easiest piece in the world to play. It was a great time, and so it's that spilled over into the work that we had with... Um, St. Paul's. One student, one of my clarinet students came, when I left teaching, we drove 85,000 miles to 41 states and six provinces to do concerts all across Canada and the states. Good. And our babysitter, our, this little girl played clarinet, was our babysitter. She traveled with us and she's been working with YWAM for 42 years in Amsterdam Red Light District. In Amsterdam. Still? And, yeah. And her husband is one of the top teachers of YWAM, she married. So she had never been outside her little house in, in Scarborough. And prophecy came and said, you'll be visiting many countries. And she has. And ministered to many people in North Africa and all over. So it's been good blessings. One of these days, the Lord is going to fulfill a prophecy I was given by a man named Jan Willem van der Hoeven. Remember yeah. him? Yeah. In the catacombs, he prophesied over me. Uh-huh. And that prophecy, I still remember, which means it's the Lord, because otherwise I would not have, yes. have remembered. He said, the day will come, you'll bring fire to the Greek Orthodox Church. Mm. I still remember that. Yeah, yeah. That hasn't happened yet. But the, the amazing uh, uh, history that we have together 
is remarkable. I would not have known who Francis Schaeffer was without them. You probably heard of Francis Schaeffer, I hope. Uh, Tell them about that. We went to La Brie, Switzerland. I remember going up to to that mountain and and all of us went and sat on the floor and heard him yeah. teach the word. And he wrote the, wrote the book, Then How Shall We Live? He was seeing ahead to the time in which we're living right now, where society is trying to remove God from all consciousness and love of nature from all consciousness. It's a work on the pineal gland, which is the, the area in the, in, the, in the mind and the heart where we respond to the unseen. The unseen that God did to the scene. So there we go. Look up, look up, Francis Schaeffer. You'll be amazed by his life. I went later, years later, in fact, a few years ago to Switzerland, and I, I think I met his daughter, and she had me listen to his teaching on Romans. I put those headphones on by myself, and I was blown away. Yeah by his knowledge of yes. scripture. Because you know, I was young back then. Mm-hmm. I was 20 years old, 19, 20 years old when we went to Europe. And, and I mean, I began preaching when I was 21. So for those amazing years, 19 and 20, that's all really I had. Let and, me throw this in, Ken. We went to Karlsruhe and there was a big conference and you were asked to come down and pray with me, and you know, with the people coming from Bulgaria. And where, where was that? Karlsruhe. That was in Karlsruhe, Germany. Germany. And so then, I don't you were that. 17 at the time, so it was 17. 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19. So you came up to me and said, I want to ask you a question. Why do people fall down when I pray for them? You I says, that. don't worry about it, Benny. If God's in it, they'll get up better people. <laughs> And sure enough, they did. They did. Some of them didn't get up for a long time. They just lied. Wow. What did... Well, we had, I must say, we had some, this is before I was in the, in the ministry. Uh, I, would, I would pray for some people. I didn't really know God would put, put me in the ministry I'm in. But we had some amazing experiences, I must yes. tell you. Uh, I will never forget, uh, we saw an angel. I'm convinced of it. Mm-hmm on the way from Toronto to Kitchener. We were together. You, you may remember Bob Tadman, Lorraine yes. Tadman. And they were driving. And there was two sisters, one named Michelle and the other I don't remember. They were very sweet people. Yeah. And we're in the car. There was somebody else I can't remember. And this old man, who looked like he was in his 20s, but he was old. Figure that one out. Not a wrinkle on his face. Pure, thick, white hair. I still can see his face. Red, red, red cheeks. He's hitchhiking. And we stopped. This is on, there's farms everywhere. There was nothing in sight. Not even a, not even a, nothing. No houses, no nothing. Not even a barn to look at. And he's hitchhiking, we're all wondering, what is this man doing hitchhiking out here with, with corn everywhere, cornfields? And we stopped, he asked us if we'd give him a ride, and we didn't know where we'd, we'd, we'd put him. And finally, Michelle, we just went, not even, not even two minutes down the road, 
She said, wait, make a U-turn. We will get out. I said, well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll go out with you and let Bob and Lorraine take him to whatever, and then come back and pick us up. When we made the U-turn, he was gone. I'll never forget that. We all freaked out. We went to the to the cornfields looking to think maybe he, that man had fainted. I'm telling you people, that was the kind of days we had. People would dance in the catacombs and nobody would bump into anything. I remember that. With you playing music, people would just... We, we had singing in the spirit that you thought you died and gone to heaven. Sometimes it took over the meeting, so the I remember. never got on. It would last for an hour and a half. Just singing yeah, in the spirit. And it always sounded like Gregorian chant, if I remember. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Well, I tell you what, I would sooner listen to an hour and a half of Gregorian <laughs> chant in 20 minutes of the present praise kind of style. Yeah, that's because Gregorian <laughs> chant is total giving of men to their life to the Lord. How you may not believe what all they believe, but on the other hand, that doesn't matter. They're ministering to you, they're ministering to God. And the Gregorian chant contains, contains melodies that were right out of the temple of Israel. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yes, that's right. So the Gregorian chant goes back to temple worship? That's right. We met a, we met a composer, one of the famous composers in Israel, and he knew the, the, the temple tradition and the music that they used, and he saw very clearly its resemblance in uh, France, the Benedictine monastery in France, where he went to study these melodies because they were just as melodies from the temple. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep you long, dear Merla and Merv, and I'm going to be back in August. We'll spend more time. Wonderful. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm loving this. I wish I could stay mm-hmm. three more hours. But I like to pray with the people. And before we do that, you used to, to play sometimes that beautiful song, We Are Gathering Together Unto mm-hmm. Him. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. You, you you can still remember it. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. When when she when she would start playing that song. I, I I don't know how to describe this except Jesus walked in. It's a beautiful melody. You wrote that. No. You you didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, well, still though, it's a, yeah. a beautiful melody, because I think we're 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 getting very near to the rapture. And we are going to gather on to him. And I pray all of you will be ready for that glorious Holy day. Spirit, I can do that. So, would you mind? Uh, yes. Uh, no, that one was an F. F? Okay. <laughs> Thank God he's there too to help us on the piano. Yes.
darkness and eyes to play in the spirit Please. together. And this means for people who are watching that don't know what I'm talking about, is um, you just, the one of you starts to play something that is, he's never played before. The Holy Spirit just shows you and the other person joins in. And um, Marcus and us can do a lot of innovative things with it because we both have perfect pitch. So Would you mind for a few minutes? Yes. Like right now? Yes. Okay. Just worship the Lord, will you please, in their homes. each one of you blessed lord thank you for this blessed time we've had i pray you'll visit your darling people around the world your dear people all over the world the lord bless them and meet their needs in jesus precious wonderful darling name mm -hmm. and god's people said amen amen well it's been a blessed blessed time for us and wow we'll see you tomorrow much love shalom shalom